Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thirst. I'm super excited to break down the finale of Canada's Drag Race. Please help me welcome my co-host, who you can now see on Netflix, premiering on September 16th. He'll be competing on Thing On. Congrats, Frankie. I'm so excited for you. Thank you, Anil. Thanks for the plug. And yes, I cannot wait. We're just a couple weeks away from my Netflix debut. Oh, it's going to be good. And our <laughs> guest co-host today is Rob Anderson, social media superstar, funny guy, known for giving us viral moments such as why gays like iced coffee. Hi, Rob. Hi. Oh my gosh. Thanks so much for having me. I have been so obsessed with this season. And when you asked me to do this, I was so excited. <laughs> Yay, we're happy to have you. So let's just kick things off. We have a, an amazing dynamic top three. However, at the beginning of the season, I would not have picked this top three by any means. I did not think this was going to be the top three. So who did you guys think was going to be in this finale based on that premiere episode? Go all the way back. Well, I think for me, you know, the obvious, the obvious, obvious, obvious answer uh, is Jimbo. I really, really had Jimbo in that top three throughout the season. I think she showed why that was the case, even in this episode. Um, and I'm going to say maybe Lemon. Lemon could have, I think, could have been in the other, the other spot for me. Right. I would definitely agree uh, with Lemon. That for me, I think, I think through the whole season, uh, her versatility and how she was able to handle the different challenges between acting and fashion and dancing. Uh, and then probably Priyanka, I would have said, I think was very consistent. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked about Tainomi just from the beginning and then knowing Tainomi from Toronto. I just thought she was going all the way to the end. So she was probably the biggest shock for me to not see there. Um, she kind of crashed and burned. But anyway, we have such a great episode. They're tasked with kind of you know, remixing RuPaul's song, which is a trope in all the Drag Race stuff. Uh, Frankie, why don't you guide us through what they're doing? Yeah, so they had to produce a new remix of RuPaul's You Wear It Well. There was some singing, some production, some dancing, and then there was like a really cool interview challenge sort of woven in there as well. Um, for the singing part, they had to write their own lyrics to kind of a new verse. And I thought they all did pretty well, but they all had different levels of singing talent um, from Rita at the top to Bobo at the bottom. Um, any thoughts on the, on the singing or the lyrics? Um, that, go ahead. That tone deaf moment was truly hilarious. I mean, I don't think I've ever witnessed anyone so tone deaf and the way that they showed it was so <laughs> amazing. Like she, she, she truly could not could not find a note it was incredible yeah I mean I couldn't do that either though so as much as I was laughing at her I was like I mean I couldn't do any better but Anil if I sing a note to you can you hit the note or can you not, not. no <laughs> okay because very 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 few percentage of people in the world can't do that like oh, it's actually difficult to not be able to hit a note like if you hear it so when like she's when I was in musical theater, we were competing in this thing, and the choir director told me to lip sync. That's how bad I am. Like, we are competing, and he's like, just don't sing, just melt the words. Because I was fucking everybody up. So, yeah, I related to her in that moment. At least you looked, at least you looked good, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> okay, so that was... Oh, yeah, go, go, go. We did watch Rita do harmonies, but I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here. Uh, but then, like, we didn't see that at all in the performance. <laughs> like, yeah. they spent so long, they were like, oh, my God, the harmonies. And I'm like, oh, this is going to kill. And then yeah. I was like, wait a minute, where are those? Yeah. I think they were trying their best with the singing. I mean, I guess, 
haven't watched that many seasons of the show, unfortunately, yet. But I guess they're not all real singers. So I think it's, you know, they tried their best. Um, I just don't get why you wouldn't rap. Like, if you can't sing, anybody can kind of, you know, carry a rap. But I don't know. I think that they, uh, I think it was uh, watching the performances, they, the producers or the show structured it that way, where they all had, like, a rap and then a song and then a rap. I think they made them both rap and sing. I see, yeah. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. But you know what? It all kind of came out in the wash. It was it was a great um, uh, final performance. But then there was the dancing aspect. And this is where I think, like, the tide started to turn because Bobo, like, really can dance. And we haven't seen this all season. And it was so crazy to watch. Yeah, she was killing that choreography. And then, I mean, this is a little bit of jumping ahead, but, like, where Bobo completely lost in the singing in performance and dancing, that's where she completely edged out the other two. It was really impressive to watch. I was so happy for her. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed watching Brooklyn as like the helper or the, I don't know what you'd call her, a coach. (laughs) I haven't really had anybody sit back who isn't the choreographer critique people before, but I guess it makes sense because it's what she does and she's also a judge. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I I feel like you really saw what she she does well. Like she knows dance really well and her feedback of keeping your face a certain way. I feel uh, that would be really nice if they could integrate that into like all the other versions. I liked it. Right. I mean, my dream, and this is jumping ahead, but Stacey McKenzie should be the main judge and Brooklyn should do all the workroom tours and like judge the choreography and like give them advice. You know what I mean? Yeah, you really saw her shine there. Yeah. There have been so many talks about the format and the structure of the show. And I think everyone kind of agrees that it didn't quite stick. Like having all of them in the workroom, it just, like I was talking to a friend yesterday, we just never connected with the stories and the connection. And apparently that's like the, you know, the best thing about RuPaul is that you get this bond between the queens and the host or the the work in the workroom. So I I would say they need to do a slight edit on the structure and probably uh, have um, Brooklyn be the one in the in the workroom with them. Yeah, I agree. Um, Okay, so based on that, we see the dance, the interview and the voice rehearsal. Who do you think is taking it at this point in the episode? Because they kind of fuck with our heads a little bit throughout this edit. Like, I was like, what is Oh, yeah. I, I agree. For me, I had Scarlett won the dancing, Priyanka won the interview, Rita won the singing. So at this yeah. point, I was like, like kind of like three-way tie. That, that's exactly where I was at. Yeah, I also I felt that same way. I thought that the performances themselves, though, were... Um, oh, are we talking about the performance or are we not? We were talking about... Know, right before all of that. Right before... <laughs> <laughs> All, this whole this whole episode is all like not to jump ahead, but to jump ahead. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, but speaking of the workroom, we're in the workroom for the final time. The top three are getting ready, and they're like reminiscing on their favorite moments of the season. What were your guys' favorite moments of like the whole season? Uh, mine's a fun one. Mine's a fun and quick one. I don't know why this will just I, oh. All of my favorite moments involve Jimbo. I swear, I, I wrote them all down, and they all involve Jimbo. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with two. They're very short, though. So I'm going to go with two. Um, when Jimbo gets eliminated and the way that she leaves the, the runway. <laughs> iconic, iconic. And um, in the challenge where they're doing the bachelorette party and she yells, um, it's my party. Right. Uh, those are just two like meme worthy, GIF worthy, epic moments. So I'm gonna give my favorite moments to Jimbo. Yeah, those are fun ones. Rob, what do you think? My, 
Uh, my number one, and I think it's a lot of people's as it should be, is with Jimbo in the untucked portion when he's telling Rita that her hair looks like shit. Your lace line looks like arf. Your hair is fried. A wig should go directly in the gold. And that it, it honestly, I could not believe what I was watching because the whole season, the two of them were like, we love each other. We support each other. It's like, I love you and I support you. And the minute she was like, can I give you some feedback? And he's like, I, I mean, I'm sure you already talked about this in another episode, but like, uh, uh, but like <laughs> just the idea that the minute she was like, you look kind of old, he was like, oh no. And it flipped. And he was like, your hair, it is so legendary. It's immediately iconic. Like it is one of the best <laughs> things I've ever seen on the show ever. It's so good. Um, that is by far the best for me. And then I also have to say all the raps uh, from their girl groups, like from the second or third episode, mm -hmm are fantastic. Boa's is so good and Lemon's is so good. I hear, anytime I hear Scarlet Bobo, Boa's sticks to me so much. It's like Scarlet Bobo, uh, looks are a no-no, dressed like a clown and it showed in the promo. Like it's so, they're all so good. Uh, those are my favorite moments. Oh my God, I, loved, I forgot about that Boa moment. Um, mine would just be this overall ra ra rainbow, why am I stuttering? Ray, what is it? Rainbow Railroad. Rainbow, Rainbow yeah. Railroad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just such a touching moment. And I just feel like sometimes in the US version, when they try to do those moments, it's like a little tacky or a little forced. Like this just felt really authentic. That's like probably one of my favorite Drag Race episodes of like all time. It was just so, I, mm. I was so emotional. I loved it. But um, okay, so now they're getting ready and then they do their performance of uh, RuPaul's song, Wear It Well. It was kind of interesting. I have to say Rita was very smart for making sure her hair was taller than the other two because your eye always went to Rita. Mm. Like I was like, I wonder if she thought about that because my eye always went to Rita. But um, based on the performance, I have to give it to Scarlett. I think Scarlett nailed it from start to finish. Then I would give it to Pri, and then Rita was probably ranked third. What are you guys thinking about the performance? Yeah, like... I I did write down, you know, Rita looked like a villain. And then I also wrote down, like, she just really seemed to be trying go trying to go for the older thing. And then I was just wondering, like, does she want to look 20 years older than the other two? Because honestly, like, the like I really thought I was, like, watching, like, a teenager and, like, a mother. Like, that's how much older she looked. And I was just wondering if that was her goal or not. Because, again, a huge Rita fan here. But I that kind of confused me. Right. Totally. I'm surprised that like her age, she's young. She's 32, and she yeah. and she dresses and does her hair all often like that. Like like she's 40s or 50s, yes. and it has like almost like a dated, almost a little dated. It's refined but very dated. Um, yeah. I totally agree. I thought that the I was disappointed with the final performance. I it's funny they were like uh, laughing about the verse L E M O N won't make it to the end, and I'm like actually if that crew made it to the end, their verses would have been so much better. I just felt like this crew. <laughs> I, I, I love them, but they just didn't have uh, the good writing skills. It was that typical thing we always hear. It's like, here I am in the top, was a little boy, and now I'm going to snatch the crown. Here I am. This is my name. This is my name. Going to win. And it's like three times over and over. And I'm like, I get it. Like, they're like, who would have known in a small town? I grew up and now I'm here. And it's like, oh, and they don't even rhyme. And it's just a little, a little boring. Yeah, it was tough. It really was. But in terms of like, they looked great. It was the lyrics. There weren't no moments. And I'm happy you brought that Boba moment, Boa moment, because you're right. If you hit a cool rhyme, it gets stuck in your head. I can't remember any of those. Yeah. 
Oh, I mean, it was it was crazy. I mean, and then we get all the remaining queens back in the workroom, and I was happy. This is like a cute little reunion moment, which probably yes. they're not going to get a reunion. But some of these looks, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Who were your favorites um, that like just stood out from that? Oh my gosh, for me, it's a tie between Jimbo and Ilona. Alona was, that was her best look of the season. And then Jimbo was, in my opinion, the best look of the night. Um, so really? yeah. The definitely. best look of the night, Jimbo? For me, yeah. Wow. Ricky loves Jimbo. Yeah. I mean, I loved it, but the best. For me, it, the reveal, the, the, the reveal, the over the top, but still in character, but still beautiful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For me, Jimbo won this episode still. Like she didn't do one of the challenges, but she still somehow won for me. I, I don't know how that happens, but. <laughs> um, mine would have been Lemon. I sound like I'm a huge Lemon fan and I am. I just think I, I really feel, I'm so impressed by her. Uh, her, she's always so put together. Her hair, the way it went in with her look, like I just really, really like her. Um, and I, I thought that her look killed it. And right. Neil's not gonna agree with that one. Oh my God, yeah, I didn't. I, I just think Lemon's so predictable. I'm like, wow, shocker, a yellow dress. You know what I mean? And that's also <laughs> Brandon, but it's like, come on. Um, but yeah, okay. I will say that Kiara was my favorite and Alona Burley. Like Kiara, I just think almost, I'm mad that she got casted in the first season because she's such a baby queen. Like I wish she was on Canada's Drag Race season four because she has it. It just didn't line up for this season. Um, I, it looked great too. She, her fit, Boa's fit was really good. Like yeah. that fit was really nice. Um, I just want to, like that moment when they all came in, going back to that really quick, when they all saw each other was so great to see because it felt so genuine and I feel mm. like in the, the different that's the huge difference between this uh Canadian version and the U.S. is that the U.S. has this manufactured drama and it's like what people tend to expect and you've seen they've tried to put it in here into the Canadian show and the editing but it doesn't we, we see right through it like everyone yes. really enjoys each other the judges the like everyone does and when they try to force that like fake bitterness we don't we don't want to see it like same thing almost yeah. with the uk version like everyone likes and support and i enjoy that so much more it's so much more genuine they don't have to put all that fake stuff in to make us feel like there's fake drama like i love them all being like oh my god girl i can't believe you're here and all like shooting i loved it yeah it was so cute it was like an endearing I, yeah um and i also loved when they walked the runway the judges were like celebrating as though they were fans it was so cute in the american yeah movie, like like it's so, it was. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, wait, can we talk about Jeffrey's uh, look? Did you guys see that? Did you he, like that? It, oh, it was one of the worst thing. I could not oh, okay. get out of that. Oh my God, it was so, I, I get what you, they were going for that like slick it, I don't know if you're familiar with slick it up. It's like a New York brand of like that leather fetish. It was like, I was going for that like, like look. It was so ill-fitting. It, it looked like the thing that you put on a bed uh, before you fist somebody like that black thing but it oh, would but it would yeah. yeah like that thing before you fist and but it looked I feel like it would those fit the bed better than he that fit him it was it looked so and then when he sat down and his collar was all around him oh it was so bad that was rough that right. was a rough one poor JB I, can't catch a break man I, I know I, I feel bad I love him yeah. I love yeah. him I love usually he looks really good but I yeah I agree I don't know if you all have talked about this before. Uh, I'm sure because of the whole conversation with how he got bullied off of Twitter. Yeah. And I and I think that when it comes to like criticism with all this stuff, it's like do, when it's the first time this has been done here with this format with three judges to begin with. And it's his first time judging this. 
And it just takes some time to get used to how to do something. And yeah, it comes off canned and this and that, but like, I just think it's, it's so apparent that like some of these drag race fans are so intense right. and they're so, and they, and they just don't even take it at, at what it is and go, Oh, it's the first time doing a show. He doesn't know what he's doing. And they're giving him coaching and this and that, like, let's, let's run through it once or twice and see how it works out. And so I think it's really unfortunate that they did that. Um, and I hope something changes. Like, it's just like ridiculous. And how, how much hate the Queens get for an edit on the show. It's, it's rough. Mm. Right. Like, and it's crazy because it's now 14 year old girls. Like, it's not like, it's not like gay men doing this. It's like these teenagers or they're like 43 in their mom's basement. It's like this weird divide that's like bullying people. I just don't get it. Um, yeah, it's been tough, but justice for JBC. Also, we should shout out Alona Burley got into Vogue with that yeah. look, which is- Oh my so God, weird. I love. Um, so deserved, so deserved. Right. It was really cool to see that. And you know what? Actually, every sorry, one more thing on this. Every uh, many of the queens did have a cultural look. Like that was that was a common theme in in most of them, right? We saw some. We saw indigenous. We saw the the India look. We saw um, a couple of others as well. So I, I liked that. I thought that again was a very nice Canadian like moment. A very nice nod. And um, yeah, really cool to see. Yeah. All that multiculturalism came out on the runway. Um, and then we have the final three looks. So let's just walk through them, play quenched or parched. When Rita came out in this alien green, fitted her body like a glove, I loved it. And the way like she painted herself green, it wasn't costume. It looked like it was glowing out of every single pore. I was like, how did she do this? It was phenomenal, it took my breath away. I loved it, it was a quench for me. Frankie, what is that? No, Rob, 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 go first. Rob, go first. <laughs> well, uh, you said it so perfectly. I feel like I, I can't, uh, uh, that was so eloquent, perfectly said. I agree. The makeup, I mean, all I can really compare it to is when you see other alien looks and you think of Alaska's look in All Stars uh, 2, and we were kind of impressed by it. We were like, oh, she put blue on her. But it makes it, it just pales in comparison when you see something like this. It looks like Alphaba coming out, professional stage makeup that mm -hmm. looked like it was her, they, it was the, that sparkle and that glow. I was so impressed in her hands. It was like in every crease of her hands. It was so impressive. I was blown away by it. Right. It was have you guys, um, have you guys watched Shrek? That's you. I just thought of like Princess Fiona. <laughs> All I could keep seeing was Princess Fiona. And I was like, oh my God. Okay, welcome Princess Fiona. You know, oh my God, I, I love Rita so much. For me, I didn't like the look until I heard the story. Okay. And I was reminded that she was the baby alien in her first look, because for me, it made no sense to her branding. I It just completely did not follow what I loved about Rita, which was these character looks, this old school vibe, this glamorous thing. I just didn't understand. I, I'm not saying I didn't like the look, I just, didn't get it until hearing the story. So as a huge like Rita fan, it, yeah, I wasn't as impressed, I think, as I could have been, right. but maybe she did, aliens. She did have that like, that signature kind of vintage look though. She was like a vintage alien in a way with, yeah. that, with the updo. So That's I think true. there was something on brand, but I hear what you're saying. It was almost like she's not that, that experimental and crazy and kooky to come out and do it uh but yeah yeah I, I was like where did this come like this is your character this is your branding now like I, you're all like special and and what did you say out of this world and all these i just i didn't feel that throughout the season so that's all for me yeah it, it doesn't follow her story arc in a way like had jimbo done that we would have gagged in a way like you know yeah I mean? oh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 
Um, up next, we had Scarlett, and she's wearing this the red hair and this like black cutout um, dress with this pink underlying. Um, I hated the pink underlying. I could not stop staring at the fact that it was clashing with that red. Like that tone of pink and that tone of red, they were just clashing. It was like giving me a headache, but she looked great. So I just wish that lining of the dress was a different color. So I'm going to have to give it a, a parch but I loved her. She looked great. Um, at this point in the episode, I just, I wrote down, you know, third place for Scarlett. Um, it was, I was just really bored by this look, unfortunately. But she looked beautiful. I agree. Sorry. Um, I gave it a quenched. I, I honestly, I think I gave everything a quenched. <laughs> I gave every single look here a quenched from all Fair the enough. girls. I just, I, 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 you all have, seem to have a better fashion lens than I do. Um, I, I just am impressed by polish. Like when something doesn't work, like it doesn't fit right or whatever, I can notice those things and I don't, I, I wouldn't appreciate them as much. Um, but she's always so polished and I, I just, I'm so impressed by her hair and her makeup and her brand is so cemented. Like she knows who she is so well. And when you compare it to other queens that have that edgy thing in the past, like Dusty Ray Bottoms and whatnot, you see that they like want to go for this vibe, but it's not consistent enough. And you feel like they're maybe trying too hard. And she is that that vibe so much that you feel like she could look at a bunch of clothes and pick out something that's so her. And it isn't like tacky or costume. Like there's something about it where she always keeps that edge. And I felt like she even kept it with this. I agree that for a best look, it, the, it was not it was not up to par, but I still gave it a quench. Right. And then, I mean, this is, I mean, we'll talk about her reveal after because it goes in with the final thing. But up next, we have Priyanka in this, like, it was just stunning, 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 stunning. And, you know, Priyanka's, I have to say, she's my girl. I love her. But this is the best her makeup's looked as well. Like, that mm. beat on her face, it was just beautiful head to toe. Quench across the board, probably my favorite out of the three for sure. Yeah, like for me, I wrote, I wrote gorgeous, like stunning. Like that was obviously the first impression. And then again, like this is where I'm, I'm new to Dry Grace. So I just wrote like, is this Dry Grace? Question mark because she really did look like a Bollywood, like a Bollywood queen. Like you, you know, like I've literally seen beautiful women look like this before. So I guess like if that's cool, then yeah, like it was, it was great. I guess I just maybe wanted a bit of spunk, a bit more like Priyanka, but like undeniably looked absolutely stunning. I'm not disagreeing with that. Right. Uh, I think that's a really fair thing to say because uh, typically when someone dresses like a, uh, what a woman would wear head to toe on the show, it's not exaggerated enough. But I think because we haven't seen this at all before uh, mm. ever on any of these stages, it was so stunning to see because uh, it hasn't been done before. Now, if everyone had these traditional looks in the past, if Drag Race was all this, that would seem very boring because people have got done it. it before, but no one has. So I felt like it was really special for that reason. Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, at this point I was like, okay, it's now between Rita and Priyanka. And then they do the final lip sync. And when I say, I could not keep my eyes off of Scarlet Bobo. And then I'm like going back to judging and I'm like, are they gonna crown just based on the final lip sync? Because technically they could have eliminated one queen. So it's just two, you know what I mean? And they've done that in the past. So I thought for sure Scarlett was gonna be eliminated, but they really wanted to see her lip sync. But then in my opinion, she won the lip sync. So does that mean she should win the whole show? I don't know. What are your thoughts on the lip sync? And then, I mean, that reveal is when the look all made sense to me. 
is once she took that off, I was like, okay, this I get and I'm fully behind. Yeah, to give you perspective, Rob, uh, Anil and I had an episode where we just talked about like, what is the scoring system? How much do they weigh the lip sync versus the overall performance versus the challenge uh, versus the episode? I need to listen to it. So, yeah, like me and Anil are a bit like crazy in that way, I think when it comes to these things. Um, like, I like scoring systems. I like- percentile. Same, same. You need to make okay, sense okay. of what they're showing us, totally. Okay, good, good. So we're on the same page. We thought maybe Anil and I were like too intense about it, but I think this again brings that question of like, what are you judging? Like, what what's the criteria at this point? Like, why did Scarlett make it? But then she did the best, then she doesn't win. So, I mean, yeah, yeah like I agree. Scarlett was clearly the best of the three of the lipstick. It was it was not even close, um, which just kind of makes it a little confusing. I uh, so glad you said that about the scoring because it does matter. They show us wins and losses, and it. It has to matter to us somehow. Like we can't just yeah. get invested in a show and go, it's just a big talent show, but then we won't care who wins. So I totally yeah. agree with you on that. Um, and I can't wait to go back and listen to that because I'm interested to hear, say like what's weighted more than what, like do many challenges even count? Um, but the yeah. final lip sync never matters. Like in the history of the show, it's all for show. I mean, they've had it with four queens at the, on there that just all uh, lip sync and they stand in their same place and they do the song. It's it's just for show and so it never really matters. And that's why I always kind of hate it. I'm like, this, they're not gonna, you've already chosen your winner and you're not gonna do it on a final lip sync. Um, however, this was flipped on its head a bit because of what you're saying. Scarlett actually was like, oh, if I'm gonna lip sync, I've never had to do it, I'm gonna kill it. And she did. And I think it actually made it worse that they showed this lip sync because it even showed yeah. even more that it doesn't matter. Like if she was ever in the running before, she would have won if it, the lip sync even mattered, but it didn't. It was just for show. It just happened that they ended up having for the first time ever on the show an actual final lip sync. Yeah, and it's crazy because we every episode we're kind of like, how is it going to be judged? So I would not have been surprised in that moment if they were like, Scarlett Bobo, you are the winner of Canada's Drag Race. Like, it would have all made sense to me. But hold, okay, but this, again, there's something important here. Anil and I talked about this last week, maybe two weeks ago as well. Like, I have a theory now. Again, this is informed by Anil, though. So I'm, my theory is that Priyanka's reaction that was shown on the episode versus her reaction that's shown on, like, her Insta story when she's in Toronto, like, one of them looks way more genuine than the other. Right. And I'm wondering if, like, Anil's theory of, like, they filmed all three winning and then they only announced it live is true. And I'm going to say based on the reactions and I think also based on who won, I do think that it was a last-minute a last reveal. I don't think, like, it was filmed and known back then. It's, it's, I think it's pretty much confirmed that they film all of them winning on these pre-tape things. I think they do it, at, like if you notice, so in All Stars 4, when they decided to have two winners, it, it was revealed that they do pre-tape them because Trinity and Monet were shown side-by-side -side winning in different takes that they shot. So it showed that they shot every finalist winning. And it's actually a, one of the sloppiest moments on the show because you could see that like they were not together and they didn't win together. Uh, they just oh, edited no. it, both of them. Yeah, they edited it. was one of the most awkward moments. All of us were staring at our screen like, what is going on? It, it yeah. actually almost like, I, it, like we were all like, oh. Um, but that, that showed that like in these pre-taped things, they do it because gay people can't keep their mouths closed. Like we know the whole boot order if you want to find it. Like these queens, it's just, it's all these straight production people and these queens. The queens all just tell their friends and their friends want to it. And they're like, here's the boot order. So like everybody knows and they can't keep them out. So the producers definitely film all of them and then reveal last minute, which sucks because the show, uh, we've never seen a winner uh, get, you know, revealed in any, in any way, even when they have their audience, live audiences. 
uh, that looks genuine. We're always like, now we got to go to their Instagram and see what they really feel. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay, I, good. Yeah. I mean, I really was shocked. Like, I'm so happy for Priyanka, but I really thought based on the whole season, I really thought it was Rita Vegas in the bag. I really did. And I, I had this theory, Rob, that some UK girls were called for All-Star 6. So I have a feeling that Priyanka was going to lose. So Priyanka, Jimbo, and Lemon can then be on All-Stars in America. That's my theory. So I thought Rita was going to win so Priyanka could do All-Stars, if that makes sense, which I was so happy about. Um, but now that she won, like, can she do All-Stars? Like, I don't know. I just really thought it was going to be Rita. I was convinced. I was convinced, too. And then we go to another Anil theory, which is, like, the Twitter poll. The Twitter poll that said, like, Priyanka was way ahead. And unfortunately... Rita didn't have the, fa the fan base. She has the least amount of followers on, on Instagram. She had the least amount of votes on Twitter by a mile. So I do think that in the end, they went with popularity and security and Priyanka had the fan base. And, and I'm a little sad. I I'm happy she won lots of lots of good reasons for her to win. But when they announced it, like my heart sunk for Rita. That's, that's for sure. I agree with both of you. I, I, I thought that Rita was going to win it. Um, based on just overall performance with everything. Um, though I totally see why Priyanka did. Uh, I would have been surprised about Scarlett, even though she did well in the lip sync, I would, definitely would have been surprised. But um, yeah, I think that they choose a winner for a lot of different reasons. And I think it goes beyond the show in a lot of ways. And I don't think it's always popularity. Uh, I think they try to, uh, when you see a queen that wins, what Drag Race does that other reality shows don't do is they, they stack all of their winners together to show like, this is, this is our show. Yeah. And in re recent years, in the last couple of years, uh, before All-Stars 4, a lot of those winners were white and yeah. they had blonde hair. And so, and they all deserved to win. Like you think about Queens like Aquaria, they all deserve to win. And so it's hard because they, you can't take those wins away because they're amazing. But then it's like, we got all these white girls. It's just a really bad look. It's not a good representation of the talent. And so the fans always, root for these like white girls with blonde hair and so that's why that going back to that win with trinity monet um not to say that that choice was completely political in that way and i'm glad that they did do it because it was just getting to be a little too tiring but trinity did deserve to win so i think when it comes to this not that someone deserves to win because of the color of their skin i just think that it's it gets so repetitive and it's just a very bad mm. it's just a bad look on our community when it's always these white people so right. i was really glad to see someone different right yeah, When you see the fan art of like, right now it's Shea Coulee, Jada Essence Hall and Priyanka. It's yeah. just with the like moment, you know what I mean? When it's like in the past, like you just said, been all these white queens. So it is a powerful moment in 2020, the year of the biggest racial movement since the end of slavery. It's like, it's just nice. It feels nice. But I do also want to say that they all deserve it. So I think that like, Getting to the final three, they, they get there because of their talent and they're really good. And anyone in the final three can take it and deserves to win it. So I think there's also this argument like, oh, people just like if they're just doing it because of color on their skin, like they're talented and they're there and they deserve their win. It's just nice to see difference. Yeah. But it's funny because as a reality TV show fan, what you've opened my eyes up to is that when they're crowning the winner of this show, they do look at other winners. They don't want to have back-to-back -back same winners. Whereas like on an American Idol, at Miss World, on Survivor, on Big Brother, like that doesn't matter. Like the winner of the season is the winner of the season. If they're all white, they're all white. If they're all black, they're all black. 
So I, I do think that this is an interesting layer to think about that they're not just picking a winner, they're picking someone to join like the Disney princesses, like the, the you know, the, the cast of queens, the cast of champions. So I think that's, yeah, it's a really good, I mean, RuPaul's show, do what you want. It's also, I, I think, it, sorry, oh, sorry. Uh, it's not just, I don't think it's just skin color. I think it's just difference. Like, uh, it goes beyond just uh, ethnicity. Um, like if a queen is doing something that's different uh, in some way or looks different, it, it, it's, it's those differences that matter. So it's not just like a racial thing. I mean, when totally. you think about like Sharon Needles in the fourth season uh, and she was doing something different there. She was white like all the other, queen, like actually at that time it was pretty much split um, because we had BB and Tyra. And uh, it's just like, oh, this person's different and new. And I think that's like when plus size winners come in, which I don't think mm. we've had. We haven't had one yet. It was supposed uh, to be Sherry yeah. Pie, but. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a great representation to have Priyanka as our first two. You know what I mean? Like they could have, with all three, you're right. They all are deserving to win. But now like Priyanka is our queen of the North. If you really think about it to go from like Brooklyn, who is like the self-proclaimed queen of the North to now Priyanka. It's just a nice moment. I love that. I think that she, I mean, she was so, this season in so many ways. We've never seen anybody just on an entertainment level of just like entertaining us throughout, just consistently give us so much and be so genuine about it. Like, I mean, I think audiences just flat out fell in love with her. And when I think about this season, I think of the Jimbo moment with the hair and the grandma, I'll never forget it. And then I just think of Priyanka just reacting to people like you would, like a friend would, like she was so entertaining and amazing. I, I loved her on it. Right. Yeah, I mean, best confessionals by far, like that, like Priyanka, Mark's like confessionals were just like made the show for sure. Like she did make the show in that way. So. In that way, like, yeah, totally, again, deserving. Right. Well, I mean, we have our first Queen of the North, our first Canadian Drag Race Superstar. I'm so excited to see what she's going to do, you know what I mean? Obviously, it opens up so many doors now that the show's international. We have 12 days till Drag Race Holland. It's, like, nonstop here. Oh um, yeah, so it's really exciting. Um, but thank you, Rob, for coming on. We're so happy to have you. Do you have any final thoughts on the season? Anything to say about this finale? Um, I obviously, can I say fuck on here? Oh, I already did. Okay, I fucking loved it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm never on podcast, so I don't know what censor. Okay, I fucking loved it. Um, it was so, it's so refreshing to see, uh, for whatever the flubs were about a first season with the judging and this and that, it's so refreshing to see a batch of queens compete that have been watching Drag Race for a while, but they're the very best that their country has to offer. I felt this way about the UK and they do it their way. Like they, they were not trying to replicate the American way at all. They were doing it their way. And I think it was so organic and refreshing to see. I loved it so much. I enjoyed watching this season more than I have the last couple seasons uh, with the American Drag Race. I really, really loved it. It was, it was so such a treat. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Frankie, what are your final thoughts on the season? I mean, yeah, I, I think I've said it all over these podcasts, but yeah, congrats to production for making a great show. And Neil, thanks for having me. Um, this has been amazing. Uh, and maybe like, just, I'm so excited for Jimbo. Like, I just cannot, like, she's <laughs> blowing up and like Jimbo, 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 Jimbo. Like, I know there's like huge things to come in the world of Jimbo. Yeah, um, once again, yeah, congrats to the whole cast and crew. Literally the hunger that this cast brought to the race was what made it dynamic. They're all so unique. It's just so great as a brown boy to see some brown color 
winning in a traditional Indian Lenga, like that's just such a moment I'll remember probably forever. I wish, where was that when I was 12? You know what I mean? Um, so just huge congrats to Priyanka. We're so happy and hopefully we can start back up our thirst brunches and have Pri come out and, you know, entertain us. Uh, but Rob, where can people insta stalk you, follow all your funny videos, get into your world? Uh, yes, uh, on TikTok, uh, my handle is heartthrobert. And on Instagram, it's heartthrobanderson. Uh, and you can see all my dumb stuff there. <laughs> so fun and entertaining. They literally make me LOL. So check those out. Frankie, where can people insta stalk you? Very quickly though, speaking of LOL, your your thing on female serial killers, like I just saw that for the first time, like last week. Oh my God, I was I literally. And then I found out you were going to join us and I was like, that's really funny and cool and weird. But um, oh yeah, my God, thank his, you. check out his serial killer clips because those are just so, I don't know why, I, they just killed me. Anyways, um, uh, yeah, follow me at Frankie Chenna. Um, I've been, you know, keeping this Netflix secret for a year. I can't believe the trailer's finally out. Um, September 16th, um, I'll be on Sing On on Netflix with Titus Burgess. Right. Um, oh my God, sorry. My, I met my grandma's and her phone's ringing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who has a phone? <laughs> Perfect ending. Right. Um, but yeah, please check out Frankie on Netflix, Sing On. And I am Neil Joshua, A-N-E-A-L Joshua. For you following the season, we thank you. We appreciate all your DMs and thoughts and we don't appreciate the cyberbullying. So let's just show some love to JBC and the rest of the Queens. If your favorite didn't win, just be nice, just be nice. This is a nice moment. This is why we have this representation on the show. Let's not like lose it because we want to bully people online. So, but always remember guys, if you are watching or listening that- The thirst is real. I can't. 